0: The game in Phoenix. And there's been any number of low points this season, but that felt like another one just because of so many things that got exposed in so
1: many different ways. So, so completely, so loudly the way it happened. That's the story of the game. It's just Devin Booker being Devin Booker and people last season, when the Bulls were on their run, probably around December through February. DeMar had that streak of whatever it was with 35 games and some field goal percentage and he broke a Wilt Chamberlain record or tied it. I don't remember which one it was, but People were saying, "Oh my goodness, Zach Levine! Zach Levine is just as good as Devin Booker." Bulls fans were saying, "Zach right. Levine is better than Devin Booker. They're on that same tier. Is he going to win MVP?"
0: I don't think any smart ones were saying that. No, but that he was definitely not, better than. We, but, we, but, but you're right that it was a legitimate conversation. It, it didn't sound crazy to have the conversation then.
1: Yes, and then you look at this last game. My goodness, he's levels above Zach in every way. He he's never been as athletic, but he looked more athletic in this game. It's, it's Zach's knee—I don't know what is going on. This was this has been the topic the entire year with him. The, this new Billy thing is is a little bit different with uh with Zach. But when it comes to basketball, it's clear that it's bo- his his knee or something is bothering him, and he just doesn't look like his former self. And then you see Devin Booker putting up fifty one and three quarters. On above 80% from the field, I think it was 81. It was exactly
0: 80, wasn't it? Tw- I believe it was 2025. 20, so I think it was exactly 80%. That's,
1: that's just not normal, nor th- and that just eliminated everything people had to say when it came to the Devin Booker and Zach Levine comparison as to who's a better player, who's a real max
0: player. Correct. There, there were two moments that stood out to me, two specific Devin Booker moments because. After a while, it, it took a little too long, I think, for them to recognize that he was on a heater and to start throwing everything at him and just say, "No matter what, this guy's not going to beat us." I think it took Billy some time. So they did try a zone. They went with a box and one at one point. They tried a little bit at switching Caruso on him. The moment was, it was the first time that Caruso really lined up on him and gotten his defensive stance and. There was nothing fancy. It, Booker just raised up on him. Every time. Right in his face the first time and buried a shot right over Caruso like he wasn't even there. And it was a well-contested shot. The other, and you'll remember the one. Patrick shot, Williams, got yes, him. Right? Yes, yes. You know the one I'm talking about. It he populated- just
1: threw him. He threw him. He, he didn't even extend his arm. He just got, he had a quick first step. Laid his arm into him, and Patrick went six, seven feet flying toward the basket, back turned, wide open jump shot. He flew off of him, and that's a guy who's 6'8, 240 and strong and sturdy. He has a good base, and obviously, we've seen him play good on ball defense before, but man, it was, it, an awful day it, it was like nothing. It was like nothing. And then uh, a wide open jump shot, obviously, he'll make that. So, I was saying this during the game. I have never seen him miss. In the, I don't know if he missed a shot in that third quarter. I have personally, it's the opposite of what you used to have with Ersan Ilyasova. I have never <laughs> seen, never seen him
0: make a shot. Yeah.
1: I have never seen Devin Booker miss a shot, whether it's a layup or a dunk like DeMar missed last night against Golden State or anything. It always is in the bottom of the net. It it seems like it never touches rim, and if it does, it's one of the back rim, no net movement, pure jump shots. You just don't see that from a lot of guys, and at the moment, you're definitely not seeing it from Zach Levine. One of the things we talked about during the game,
0: much like when when Patrick Manley talks about a field goal kicker, that you know a guy is dialed in when every field goal kick is middle-middle. Yeah, when it's the middle third, sort of like when your putting stroke is on and you're not you're not curling in when everything is just center cut. That's you, how, how would you know about that? I mean,
1: I, I'm I'm not too. I, I mean, I'm I'm fine. Hey, I'm my fine. putting was good this year.
0: It, it was, it was, my, it, was uh, it was better. It was better. It was better. My putting was good.
1: My, my, I had a.
0: I I might not have been able to hit the ball straight. I had a very good putting season. You have remember to the putt it. I
1: had at Mount Prospect? That was yes. That was that was ridiculous. That, that was, that, ridiculous. was nice that was was that was that birdie? No, that was a no. It was a bogey. But it. I think I shot an eighty-eight that day. Walking. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, that, yeah. That, that that that's for another time. Patrick Williams is zero of eight, and it felt foreshadowy because we knew what happened in the next game. Yep. I also want to mention too. We're talking a lot about Booker fifty-one and thirty. Think for a second, DeAndre Ayton had thirty and fourteen in thirty-one minutes. Thirty yeah. and fourteen in thirty-one, and he, he, as much or more so. Like sometimes a, a great player is going to have a great night like Booker, but Ayton just played his game. Yeah, and there's nothing they could do. They, they, they his. He's a, just a specimen that the Bulls didn't seem prepared to deal with. And I think he almost more than Booker represented the issue the Bulls have with athletic suddenness. Yeah. They're, 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 their bigs are slow. Vooch is slow. Drummond is very slow. And any team with a with a big that can really move and these the quick twitch athletes coming off the bench. I told yeah. you we, we mentioned last cast. We mentioned Landry Shamut. He, he shot the ball. Damien
1: Damien Lee was solid too, I believe.
0: The Bulls were four of 25 from three, and Phoenix was 15 of 30. Yeah, Damian Lee had
1: 12 points, four of yep. six from the field, and two of three from three. And five rebounds. Like,
0: so w- that that stood out
1: to me. This idea of
0: we're not sudden enough, we're not quick twitch enough. You can talk about toughness and all the buzz grit.
1: Yeah. The damn right. Campbell stuff.
0: <laughs> no, not not the grit acronym, although you're cool with coaching acronyms. I heard that. Correct. Some, Correct. Yes. Somebody told me that you're fine with that. Who is a special somebody? I don't know. I just might have just heard that in the air. Little bird. But the. Their their inability to match up with that level of athleticism is a problem. We can always talk about that, like you say, the grit and effort. It's not effort.
1: No, it's talent and the, athleticism.
0: Next it really is. Was, it hurts. The next game was against Golden State, a 119-111 loss just last night. They did play hard in that game. I don't think they lacked for effort at all.
1: Yeah, their it fourth has- quarter was good, too, especially effort-wise, but doesn't matter when the other team gets the shot they want every single time. They're going to Steph Curry doesn't stop moving and Draymond Draymond Green still Draymond Green, he plays great defense and got that three he hit after after it. Levine hit the three from the right wing. That was it. When Dr- when I thought it I didn't think it was going to go in. It looked offline but then it curled in and then after they hit that shot as soon as he hit it I knew it was over. I thought, okay, okay, they're in this, but I didn't feel I didn't feel confident to the point where I thought they were going to win, even after that Zach shot. But if Draymond Green hits a dagger against you, that hurts. It's it's one thing if it's Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, who are two of the best shooters of all time. One of them being undisputed, undisputedly the best shooter of all time. But if Draymond Green, a notoriously awful three-point shooter. Hits one on you that it hurts. And it was his first multi three-point game this season, too. And that that just didn't feel good.
0: Well, DeMar DeRozan was responsible for the haphazard closeout where it he he recognized it and you could you if you watch it in in frame by frame, you can see him in between. You can you can almost see him thinking, "Okay, it's Draymond." still right. should still should have closed out quicker under control he eventually got there but by the time he did it was too late and we should mention too that the the takeaway from that game before Zach Levine said what he said the takeaway were two new starters that was Io DeSumo out and Alex Caruso in the aforementioned Patrick Williams after one of his worst games of the season he comes out and there it is, your guy, all five Javante Greens. All and, five. And and he got in the game and, and, and did what he does, but we found out afterward this wasn't a one-off. This it, it, Billy Donovan said that we have a, enough of a sample size of the other starting lineup, and he didn't have to say it again because it happened again with this starting lineup. But the problem was having to to rally and expend all of of that capital to rally from deficits just doesn't leave you with much at the end. And this was another game that is considered statistically, I don't like the word very much. I prefer late and close over clutch, but Mm -hmm. within a five point game, under five minutes to go. I think it was it was one with like 220 or whatever it was. And I think they still have the worst record in the league as of right now in those situations. And that doesn't speak well to anything that's going on. But what differences did you see with the new starting lineup?
1: More things are happening. When I look at Javante and I look at Patrick Williams and I put them side by side, two different bodies but they're asked to do the same thing, which is defend and be energetic. Make that cut to the basket. do some, Make the defense think a little bit. Force them to make decisions that they don't want to make. And two and nine in the clutch. Yeah, that's just awful. And you, you see what Javante is doing. I said it about Steph Curry in a different way. They're all, they're both always moving. Javante G- is always doing something. He's getting offensive rebounds when you least expect him to. He's cutting to the basket and waiting for a feed, and then he'll just have an easy dunk. He's getting to the line because he's forcing some action. He's go he's trying to go through people or 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 over them. Patrick sometimes tries to go over and s- tries to go around. He never tries to go through people. He's he plays scared. And Javante doesn't play scared. And it's it sucks because Javante is not as good as Patrick Williams as much as I love him, talent-wise. But he makes more of an impact. This season he's been more valuable than Patrick Williams for Chicago's success. And that hurts. Patrick only had he had a, a good stretch. In November, in early to mid-November, he had a good stretch where it seemed like things were looking up. Started playing harder, started running, jumping. Uh, it seems rudimentary, but it's true. And it just last night, it, it, last night he didn't start, and it didn't seem like coming off of the bench gave him any motivation to say, "I want to get back in the starting lineup." He I didn't said all i all the right things. It, well, actually, I didn't see that from him though. And, I didn't see that from him. That's the issue. Well, and it, he said
0: that he has to do what's best for the team, and he understands. Io DeSumo said the same thing, and Zach kind of took a shot. I mean, he said, "I don't want him to be happy with it. I want him. I want him to be yeah. know, something of the effect of disappointed." I agree, with and, that. And, and I see both sides of that
1: too. That you want him to say, "Oh, you're gonna, you're going to bench me? Watch this!" Right. That, that's what I want to see more so from Patrick Williams. I, I think I think IO, his role is his role. whether he starts, whether he comes off the bench. He's Io's a little bit confusing because he doesn't do one thing great and it doesn't seem like he has any sort of real real game offensively. I don't see when we talk about, I don't know if you know this term, when we talk about a bag offensively.
0: Oh, somebody gets in his bag. Yeah, like, in a bag of tricks, a bag of clubs, or whatever. Right. You, yeah,
1: DeMar, Demar DeRozan definitively, or just objectively, has a he has a bag, and it's not it's not effective nor efficient all the time. It's never efficient. It's usually, sometimes it's effective if you, against if you the get right the team. line. There's
0: a certain degree of efficiency because yeah, that, that that stops the clock, that puts the other team in foul trouble, that gets you in the bonus, and that but it's not, not three pointers. pointers. Eighty. Well, we're going to get to that because that's something else in my notes from last night's game. You know you're interru- you interrupted. Go ahead, you,
1: know, you, you know you interrupted me. I was in the middle of a thought and you interrupted me. we well, we'll finish I, your you precious know. thought. <laughs> but, precious, but uh, But God, I lost my train of thought now. But you're I'm still going to go. All
0: right. It must not have been much of a train. That if if, if that thanks for that. Um,
1: circle back to it.
0: Come you come. It was, back. It
1: was he, Io doesn't do one thing well. We were talking about um why they should be motivated along the lines of that. I want to see Patrick saying, F you guys, I'm going to be the best player on this court. And I'm going to run through people. It seems like we're saying the same thing every single time. It seems like everybody in the city is saying the same thing every single time. When is it time for him to stop saying the right things and start doing them? And it's a weird thing to see, not weird, but you see Justin Fields, and last year he said all the right things. I want to do this. Obviously, he was hindered by a coaching staff, and even early this season when he was struggling, he was saying all the right things. He started to do the things that he was saying, and more than that. When is Patrick going to do that?
0: That's a fourth overall pick. That, that yeah. The difference between, when we compare him to, I would assume was a second rounder.
1: 38th overall. 38th. Yeah.
0: This game was fourth, and fourth because of what was perceived to be able to build that that bag, build that game because of, of being so multi-skilled. And I don't know if he's got a go-to move yet either. I do want to mention, I do want to sure. credit Io. Left I'd hand see, against the Suns, yeah. right? Well, again,
1: both, yeah, three, against the Suns.
0: Three. Three yeah. dribble drives that initiated with his left hand. That's development, and that, that means he's getting better. I, I don't know how important it is, but I do want to give him credit for that. Also from the Golden State game, there was something else that that has been top of mind for me. DeMar DeRozan was 4 of 14. He was terrible. He didn't shoot a three. Yeah. He didn't shoot a three. And when we were looking at some numbers, I know the the stat guru, Jeff Farrer, who's terrific putting some of this data. I don't even know where he finds all this magic data. But he had had something about the, the Bulls, no team in the league shoots more long twos than the Bulls. They shoot from between sixteen and between sixteen feet and the three point line. Nobody shoots more there than the Bulls, and a lot of that, obviously, is Demar Derozan. Right. And in talking with somebody, I was to think, why can't he just at least attempt for a game? And part of the problem is he can't
1: catch and shoot effectively. I think I have somewhat. It, it's who knows how well it it would fare for him. But what if he stood a few feet off of the three point line so he could walk and into his shot? And first, right. Yep. You had, somebody is going to give him, you people know he can't make that all the time. He he's going to have to prove it to teams. And I, I at least try to prove it because it, it'll, it'll space the floor. It'll open up a lot of things, whether he's with the second, the first or second unit. I think it would be beneficial for both. And why doesn't he stand five, four to five feet off the three-point line? He gets the, They're going to give him that space. He gets the ball, take one dribble in, and shoot. Because he's not great off the catch, and it always seems like he, even on his free throws, he always has his momentum going forward. He always looks it's like he's going to fall down after right. a free throw. Right. His yeah. shot is, he's always, unless he's doing some spin fade away from 11 feet, that is going to hit the glass, but... It seems like when he's taking a straight up jump shot, he has to be going toward the basket. Stand a few feet off the three point line, catch the ball, take one hard dribble, take a step in, gather your feet, and shoot it. And or have him bring it up. Yeah. And and Kobe White did that last night. He missed, but it was he missed. He missed, but it was a good shot. And why I want to see Demar do that a couple of times. And he can if he steps into it. If you go back to last year, when it was in between 2021-2022, the back to back game winners against the Pacers. Wait, was and, was was that he missed was, a Love and Death reference? I don't. It's some sort of reference. I was that Diane Keaton as Sonia in
0: Love and Death when she realizes that Anton Lebedevich didn't kill Boris. I and just she, know. She, I just know. I've heard he missed. Oh, that I'm, he missed. I, I. I. can't. I can't believe, believe he, missed. he missed. Yeah, yeah she presumed he'd be dead, but he wasn't dead. So then she had to marry him. Because she was hoping that, that that Harold Gould would kill him.
1: Okay, let's get back to it.
0: There. no. So I did, our producer Rick Camp, by the way, and, and also our director of research, 17% of the bull shots are long twos. The next highest in the league is 15.1%. And over the last two weeks, almost 20% of the bull shots have been long twos. And the d- second is 15%. That means the difference between first and second is the same as second to tenth. That's how... How off this is! That's how skewed the Bulls' shooting is right now. They're
1: just not playing an efficient
0: brand of basketball. They're just I like not. your idea though. I, I I do think I don't think that's a bad coaching point. It's just the difference we're talking about a 14 year vet who probably is knows his game well enough, and who maybe in San Antonio or in Toronto one of the years when the numbers were up that's something he tried. But it just take everybody on the team make that shot worth more by taking a step back and
1: shooting more of them right and even if, if he starts to do some of that if he stands a little bit off and he dribbles into his 3 he, and if, if he makes enough of them to the point where the other team has to start respecting it that'll open up his inside game he'll he'll fake that shot next time he'll go in he'll go inside and he'll get what he wants whether it's from i wouldn't i wouldn't think it'd be a long two if he opens that up i would say it's closer to the paint if not in the paint and that would be great for the bulls and if they have to start respecting that that everybody collapse. It, i'm not saying everybody's going to collapse on him let me rephrase
0: it just changes it's,
1: the geometry yeah significantly enough right and that's Enough. The the word enough is crucial there. That's enough for them to have more opportunities. And it just seems like they need every bit of opportunity because they don't seem like they have any to, they don't have a go-to guy or go-to system other than one player ISOing. That's not good enough. You need, you need everything to be working in order to win NBA games consistently. And you look at these teams the Warriors, the Suns, the Jazz in the first half. You just see all these guys making shots, and they get the shots they want 10 times out of 10. The Bulls get it four times out of 10.